and we have music. Somebody else's music, but it's music. So, alright, timer, reset, refresh it. So, in here, button. That's kind of loud, my I'm going old man with my drink tonight. For a variety of reasons that I'll explain later. As Connor continues to do whatever it is that dances he's doing. <laughs> doing like a hoochie mama dance over there. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Gene Pool Friday Hour. Uh, welcome to episode 69. Get your head out of the gutter. Um, it just happens to be a number. Uh, I am Sean. I'm the old guy of the group. I'm dad. And the guy on the other screen Where's Ron is... Jeremy? Uh, no, no. <laughs> uh, so, although my first name is Jeremy. But anyway, so, uh, and your name is... You are? My name is Connor, a.k.a. Quillmeister, a.k.a. A... No, I'm... I'm not doing that. Yeah, um, just, just let it go. I I am his son and and the giant nerd to to his smaller older nerd. giant nerd. So, uh, yeah, we just kind of hang out, talk a bunch about uh, nerdy stuff. We review a random movie each week. We talk some kind of. Oh, you froze. We talk some kind froze? of. Uh, yeah, you froze. You froze uh, too. So we talk some kind of. Um, there we uh, go. It looks fine. There we go. Uh, we talk some kind of geek question. Uh, we chase a lot of chickens because we're both ADHD, and we just kind of go from there. Uh, I will say that if you're looking in the chat and you see the automatic posts that are coming from Streamlabs, um, I'm going to eventually get rid of those and and go full on to OBS Studio after all the rigmarole and stuff that Streamlabs has done. Um, uh, they're trying to cover their rear end and say sorry and pull OBS from their name, but there's a whole political thing going on with all that, Connor, that you probably don't even know about. But everybody's kind of that's jumping. Really I don't pay attention to I don't pay attention to to, to the production side of things. Yeah. I just I, I just come in when I'm supposed to, bring the funny, then head to then head to bed. You're 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 the talent. I'm just the work. So yeah, so exactly. we're gonna get, so we're gonna get rid of I'm gonna get rid of all the Streamlabs stuff as, as soon as I can figure out how to do all that and, and transfer completely over to OBS Studio, um, and and go from there. Anyway, so uh, we usually start with kind of what's going on with it in our lives. What's oh, sorry about the camera jumping, and just see what's going on, um, nerdy stuff or whatever. So you got anything going on with you? I've got. Not a lot of nerdy stuff, but I got heavy stuff going on. So, what's going on with you? Me and Nikki have been binge playing Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, which is a remake of um, of Pokemon Diamond, which was by far one of mine and Nikki's very favorite Pokemon games. Cool. So, so what's different? What's different about the uh, Switch version of this Pokemon Diamond game? From the other, is well, it is, is it exactly the same? It's just better graphics and stuff. Is it basically a remake of the same game, or have they done more to it? It is a remake. Hey, um, story wise, as in gym battle wise, all that. That um 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 the maps are are, are exactly the same. Um, encounter rates are are exactly the same. Um, the same Pokemon are yeah. are exactly the same. But but there are subtle changes here and there. Okay. Um. 
uh, for example, um, in um, in the Sinnoh games, there's there's this huge expansive area underground called the Grand Underground, and and basically it's, it's this sort of it's this sort of Makes extra uh, it's this sort of extra area you you can go in and, and, and dig for treasure or uh, find fossils to bring back fossil Pokemon. Um, and, and, and it's more um, it was kind of like their first version of of, of a sort of social media place or or, or, or social place for, for players to, and trainers to meet with other players and trainers, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. All right. Um, and, so, um, so, and, so, so who was your starter, Pokemon? Who was your starter? Um, mine was was Piplup, the penguin Pokemon. Okay, and her, and what did Nikki choose? She chose Torter, um, she chose Turtwig. Turtwig, okay. Turtle Pokemon. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. So, so, so uh, the biggest difference we, between between <clears throat> Old this version back. of the grand. <sighs> Sorry. Um, the biggest difference between this here. version of the grand underground and the and the original version of the grand underground is um is is the addition of of Pokemon caves. Um. It, um. It, it essentially. Okay. Essentially, they they are these mini rooms inside um inside the underground um, that you can discover and and inside there it, it's got a couple of random Pokemon based on on the type of room you're in and um and sometimes you can get rare encounters you know. Cool. Okay. Um, it's basically it's basically a way to, to get some extra training done and to find some extra Pokemon that you can't normally find um above ground you know. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Anything so, else going so on? That's always fun. Um, let's see. I've also been playing a lot of Skyrim. Recently. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I've noticed that. <laughs> Skyrim. I will always go back to Skyrim. It um, it is one of my all time go go to games. You know, it's, it's Skyrim, like Skyrim, Borderlands, like, and Mass Effect and Pokemon. Skyrim is kind of like the warm, snuggly blanket that you always go back to. I know. Me too. Um, I was going to when the no, anniversary. No, 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 no. Yours is Destiny. That's what you always go back to. Well, I never leave it, so it's kind of you don't go back to it if you never leave it, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'll eventually probably play some Skyrim again when when the anniversary edition becomes part of Game Pass. Then I'll do it again. It is. It is part of Game Pass. No, it's not. Not free. You can you can get it at a discount if you have Game Pass, but it's not built into Game Pass yet. The anniversary edition is not. So when it is, then I'll play it again. Um, what are you doing? Okay, I'm just. I'm I'm sorry. It's just um um. It's just Nikki is um is just randomly scrambling around over there, or getting her stool and almost climbing up on the fridge to just get to her snacks. That's what the... happens when you put my snacks where I can't reach them. I'm five foot three. <laughs> Maniac? And that's my son. I'm and sorry that I'm tall. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry I'm tall. I, I naturally put things. <laughs> okay, Connor. Here's an here's an easy way, here's an easy way to solve that problem because you're taller. What? Nikki is shorter. When you're putting food away in the house in the kitchen, put them away. Get on your knees and start putting food away. Get on my knees. And then whatever. Then it's appropriate height, and then she can reach everything. See, nice compromise. Sonata, she she actually already has a, a step stool. Right. So, um, uses it all, all the time. <laughs> it's adorable. So anyway. 
You do not have dignity. What are you talking about? Anyway. All right. So. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let them take over this part of the podcast, apparently. I'll wait till y'all are done. No. Go ahead. Talk amongst yourselves. Go I'm ahead. So that, that, I, I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> um, it's, um, it's just, she's very distracting, but, but also very adorable. I love you. Okay. Okay, then. So, well, she, she wanted to get out of this. Well, probably. So, anyway, as far as stuff on my end, um, man. You see? See, there you go. Um, but... On my end, my end has not been as fun, really. Um, so I still don't have a job. Um, uh, no, no, I yet, haven't yet. I have an offer. Um, I'm waiting on another offer, which I think was going to come in the next day or two. That's the one that I want. They're 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 very similar jobs, but location. The second one is the one that I'm looking for. Um. And that interview, I, I, that interview just went really well. It was very comfortable. It was a nice interview. I think it, and I like the setting a little bit better. So, but still, I'm still sitting here waiting to say yes. So I was hoping to have that information tonight, but I think they're finishing up my references uh, review today, and hopefully I'll hear something tomorrow. So Good when question. I know more, I'll let you know more. Um, but but anyway, yes. What's what's your question, Connor? Is um is. Um, is the, the second one you're referring to the same in one Ohio. I'm thinking about? It's the one. Oh, okay. The, no, the second the second one is further south. the the one that I the, the one that I'm waiting on is the one in Ohio, which would only be like okay. an hour and a half from you. So I know, and and that'd be kind of fun, you know. That'd be kind of interesting, and I can go to some blue uh, Blue Jackets games. So, mom mom already asked me last night. She said, "So are we going to be Bengals fans or Browns fans? We got to figure out which team we're going to is going to be our football team, but." So that's so that's kind of kind of was weighing on me today. I was expe- I was hoping to hear something from him today and I didn't. So that's been kind of weighing on me. Um, but the blessing is I have offers and I've had another offer that I've turned down because it just was not going to be a good fit for a long term job because I expect I plan on this job being my my last job until I retire. Yeah. So that's that's a job that was it was a lucrative offer. I will say it was a lucrative offer. I couldn't see myself doing that job for the next 20 years. Um, I would have been burnt out, and it, it just would not have been a good thing. Although it would have been had your mom closer to her mom, you know? So that was the advantage of that job. But, you know, we had to go with job satisfaction and survivability for the next 20 years. So that's been going on. Um, other than that, um, uh, you know, I didn't play hardly anything this last week because I was in uh, Oklahoma all week for Thanksgiving, which was great to just kind of hang out with my my mother-in-law and my brothers and sisters-in-law. Um, you know, How was everyone? Everybody was great. Everybody, you know, everybody that, you know, of course, you know, your Uncle Richard and your cousin Courtney and your cousin Alyssa, you know, they're all hunters, um, and they each got a buck. So Nice. <clears throat> nice. Think, what about the boys? Oh, they weren't there. They 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 go hunting. Oh, they weren't. They just do bow hunting now, which is earlier in the season. So they weren't even there. Oh, okay. Um, so it was just so. Um, Alyssa and your uncle Uncle Richard, they both got an eight point each, and then nice. Courtney got Courtney got a nine point. So nice. So, anyway, so yeah. So that that was good. Uh, way too much. Did food. I come up at all? A little, but it was mostly most of the stuff we talked about was job stuff, right? Because I uh-huh. went, 
because that other job wasn't that I just turned down was in Oklahoma, um, and so it was three three and a half hours north. So we, your mom and I, drove up there and I visited them and talked to them and you know did more of an interview with them in person and visited the grounds and stuff. Uh, and your yeah. mom visited the town to kind of see if it's the place that we'd like to live. So it was just a lot of talk about the job, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I understand. But anyway, so also because it was Thanksgiving, and you know Thanksgiving in Oklahoma, there's so much food we don't know what to do with, right? Yeah. Um, I decided to, today, after all the food I'd been eating last week, <laughs> that I decided I, I think I'm going to do one of these three-day fasts again. I've done these a couple of times, you know. I do nothing but water or coffee for three days. So I started that today, and I'm 12, about 12, 14 hours into it, and I'm, apparently I hate myself because I, <laughs> why am I doing this? Um, so I'm drinking more coffee tonight. <laughs> um, so not my typical podcast drink. Oh. Um, and, I, and I'm probably going to be doing less of that kind of drink since we're doing our podcast on Monday nights anyway. Um, other than that... Um, been trying some new simple games uh, on Game Pass, but nothing, nothing much. Um, you know, this week I'm starting. Uh, I'm really starting the whole boxing things up and figuring out things that I can throw away or give away or sell or whatever. So, um, yes, you can have my Skyrim. <laughs> Your fungal box. Yes, you, me. Uh, no, those those suckers are getting sold. Um, because I can make a little bit of money on those. I'll give you my Skyrim book though. You can have my Skyrim book. Um, cool. Because I got to where I didn't use it in anyway. I would just look up stuff that I wanted online instead of using the book. So that's kind of what's been going on with me. I haven't got a lot of other stuff going on. Um. So yeah. So there. That's 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 pretty much me. Um. Oh. Uh. What's that? On Amazon, on Amazon, have you have you been watching Wheel of Time? I don't. What's think, that? I don't think. Oh, it, it's a it's a Robert Jordan, I think, book series. Um, someone said that it was like Jeff Bezos's uh, effort at having Game of Thrones epic fantasy show on Amazon Prime. On Amazon, and, but it's it's it's. I I watched the first three episodes. I didn't see last week's episode. Uh, yet, it's really more Lord of Lord of the Rings ish than it is Game of Thrones because um, it's not as adult as Game of Thrones was. Um, but anyway, it's I thought it's pretty good. Now I haven't read the books. Um, I've heard from people that have read the books that they hate the show because it it go, it strays too far from the books. And of course, I'll watch the show and not read the books. If I ever go read the books, I'll probably be mad because the books in the show are not a lot. But I've enjoyed it so far. Um, Hadn't been too bad. So, uh, so that's good. Uh, movies. I'm trying to think if I've watched any good movies lately. We talked about Zhang Ji and all that stuff last time. So nothing new really since then. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to Hawkeye coming up in the next couple of weeks. I think um, the new Matrix movies coming up soon. I'm really looking forward to that. And this this Spider Man movie too. Um, of course, now with the Omicron variant of COVID, I'm afraid they're going to start shutting things down again. So who knows what's going to happen? Um, but anyway, so so that's kind of what's going on 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 my end. How is this thing not gone yet? Because it, it 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 keeps you know changing. It keeps you know evolving. I mean, that's what the, look. That's why you have to get a different influenza 
um, shot every year. You know, you talk, talk about getting your flu shots, you get a different flu shot every year because it kind of changes a little bit, so they give you a different shot. This is turning into the same kind of thing, I think. So yeah, yeah, but yeah, but it's just um, it's just no virus changes this quickly well, on this fast of a dime, does uh, it? Uh, not not naturally if it was, anyway. If it was engineered in a Chinese lab, maybe. <laughs> so, so anyway, I just want this to be over and done with already. We all do, but this may be the new normal, man. This may be the new normal. Um, now, hopefully, what's going to happen is it will become less and less. It may be, it may just become like the flu. It's something that keeps happening every year, but it's not as bad as the original COVID was. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So I get that. All right. So I don't have anything else there with just normal stuff, right? Um, okay, I turn that off. And Sonata. Um, uh, earlier, early, you didn't hear bongos. You, you heard Funko Pops. I want my dad's Funko Pops. Oh, Funko Pops. Yes, I don't have bongos. Yeah. I don't have bongos. I do have Funko Pops. Um, I want his Funko Pops. You're not. I'm selling them. I got a guy that's you buying. You will give me your Funko Pops. These are not the droids you're looking for. Stop. No. Um, and you. These are my Funko Pops you are currently holding. <laughs> no. They're mine. <laughs> And I'm getting rid of him. I'm re- I'm I'm At releasing. At least give me Norm. Norm? No, yeah, Norm. No, those I'm not selling. I'm talking about my Overwatch pops and like my old superhero pops that I that have just been sitting in boxes in the attic. No, I'm not talking about these. No, no, no. no. So anyway, how about we talk about? Th- how about we just kind of jump in and talk about some stuff? Because I need to. I, I want to help your Let's mom with it. some stuff later too. So, um, what do we do first? It's been two weeks. It's like I, every time we do this, it's new. I forget. Do we do the movie first? Or we we do always the... do the question first. Okay, so it's time for the geek question. You ready for the you geek question? You are more goldfish brain than I am. And you are? What? Anyway. Okay. I, um, I, I said you're just as goldfish brain as I am. And I said, and you are? Meaning goldfish, goldfish brain. brain. Goldfish brain, right. That, no, that's exactly. I don't remember who you are. Okay, how about we do the geek question? You skunk beard loony man. Let's do the geek question. How about that? I want to ask you a bunch of questions. And I want to have them answered immediately. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Nope. nope. You're not going to do it? You're not going to do it? All, nope. right. All right. Cool. Nope. All right. So what's the geek question? I know it's getting right. harder to come up with these, but what's the geek question? All right. I actually kind of like this your, question. In your opinion, and I'm sorry, between animated and live action, in your opinion, what is better for a superhero movie or show? Okay, cool. So what's your answer? Because you always answer first. Personally, yeah, um, I, I can't see merits in both. You know, um, 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 animated wanting to stay more, more true and original to to the original artist's creation, and then live action to to, to kind of bring I think this character truly to life in, in a physical way. You know, mm-hmm. but but personally, I always I always vouch for. For trying to keep the original creator's dream true, so so I. Oh, sorry, and actually muted my mic. <laughs> um, so anyway, 
Wave, so wave to... my hands too much and uh, and I tapped the mute button. So you try to do <laughs> what again? Um, I always tend to go for the um the original <clears throat> whole viewpoint. So, so I always like to choose animated rather than live action. I do love the live action superhero shows, but but there's something about the authenticity of 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 the animated stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and besides, it's a lot easier to find a voice that fits a character than finding a physical being that fits oh, sure. a character. Uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, a perfect, I, I see a perfect that. example. That's a good perfect point. example of this. James Earl Jones as as Darth Vader. He has the perfect voice for Darth Vader. Wait, wait, wait. Who? Who? James Earl oh, James, Jones. Okay. Okay. I thought James Earl Jones as as Darth Vader. He has yeah, a yeah. perfect voice for for Darth Vader, but mm-hmm. but a but a slightly rotund <laughs> um, Darth Vader would not have been in- intimidating. <laughs> wow, he I is mean, rather rotund. That is true. That is true. He is rather. Rotund. I just saw him in, in Bing Bang Theory. He is rotund. I he saw is... him shirtless in the sauna. Remember, he is quite that... rotund. But he has every right to be rotund because he has lived a life, man. So, I know he yeah. has lived a life. So anyway, but, okay. But but, but <clears throat> as, as I was saying, you know, his voice very well fit the character, but not his look. So so, so they kind of so kind of splice up of the two images. And, and sadly, I don't even know. I don't even know the name of the guy who is the physical Darth Vader. I don't even know his name. Do you? Mm mm. Yeah. No. Yes. Um. So, so 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 sadly, that guy is just in the background of everything, and James Earl yeah. Jones just gets all the credit. True, I know. That, that's I know. Yeah. But um, but but still, in my opinion, it's much easier to find a voice that can fit a character, who rather um rather than trying to find some a whole person who can fit a character. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 all those are great points. You know. Um. I didn't really think about it that way, but you know. Um, I like the idea that the animated keeps it truer to form to the comics, which is yeah. where the superhero stuff comes from. I get that. Um, <clears throat> and traditionally, in animated stuff, they were able to draw all the cool, neat effects, right? Yeah. And, and you know, back in the day with earlier superhero movies, they didn't have their special effects couldn't do that, couldn't really create those things yeah. very well. That's why some old superhero like, movies. Uh, did you ever see see one of the orig- original first live action Avenger movies? Did you did you ever see see who those 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 clips or memes of like like the original Thor, um, the original Iron Man? Yeah, that was some pretty rough stuff. So so you know like 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 for example, like a literal bullet. For example, for example, the 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 Incredible Hulk TV show. You know, with Lou Ferrigno back in the 70s. Yeah. And I used to watch it all the time, you know. But it's like, it's who almost like... Banner from from well, Lou Ferrigno played the Hulk. Who, who played Banner? Bill Bixby. Norton. Bill Bixby. Oh. No. Oh. No. Who am I he, thinking he was, of? Well, you're thinking Norton from from the, the I think, the first Incredible Hulk movie. Okay. Yeah, but from yeah, the TV that, show. That's what I was thinking of. From the TV show back in the 70s, it was Bill Bixby and then uh, Lou Ferrigno. And when they did the transformation. Is it true Lou Ferrigno is deaf? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, when they did the transformation back then, it was basically they took like Bill Bixby and then a picture of kind of Bill Bixby and then a picture of kind of Lou Ferrigno and then kind of a picture of 
kind of Lou Ferrigno, and then Lou Ferrigno. You know, I mean, it, they, just, they, they couldn't do transformations very well, and yeah. clearly he was just a, a big hulking bodybuilder that they spray-painted green, right? Um, so the special effects weren't great. So you could do the... Um, oh, did he? I, see, I didn't see the original... Uh, I mean, not the original, but the, that... that uh, The first Hulk movie. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Um, because I'm not a huge Hulk fan, so I've never been hugely into watching the Hulk movies. I don't so, know why, but um, but 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 I but for some reason I always confuse Ferrigno and Stallone. I have no idea why. Yeah, well, they kind of have the same kind of hair, the same kind of body build, you know. Um, and um and and they both kind of have long lasting injuries from from their fighting careers. Here's a Stallone hunk kind of has that look now, you know, kind of a thing. He's always been like that, but that wasn't because of oh, a really? fighting career. Yeah. And Lou Ferrigno oh was a bodybuilder. He wasn't a fighter. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, I I thought he was a Dar? boxer. Or just no. A, just like Stallone. No, Stallone, <laughs> Stallone wasn't a boxer. Now, he may have done some, some amateur boxing, but he wasn't a professional boxer. That was just a, you know, he just played Rocky. He wasn't Rocky. Oh, so what the heck am I thinking of? I don't know, but um, so anyway, you know, I, I can see how earlier on the animated stuff was much better because you could they through the animation they could do all the cool transformations and all this kind of stuff that we didn't have access to special effects to do that kind of stuff. However, like we, like like the animated Batman series, he's um with Mark Hamill as the Joker. Um, that was a good series. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, they were all good. I'm not saying that anything's bad. I'm, you know, but with what we've got today with CGI, they can imagine the special effects and the transformations and the stuff the way we want to through CGI. Now, yeah, a problem that I've noticed in CGI recently is that, for example, in um. Mm. Shang-Chi, you know, when you're watching such high definition, I mean, I'm watching Shang-Chi on my TV in 4K on Disney Plus, and, um, and, it, and you know, you can tell when it's computer generated. It's, it's almost like, okay, the, the, the resolution has gotten so good, it kind of makes the CGI not look as good because it looks more fake because you can see it more clearly. So it's kind of a, a weird place they're in it's like okay our resolution is getting so good that now we, it's easier to tell that it's fake right i mean but, you've always been able to to tell it's fake because because it's people shooting fire out of their hands it's people flying through the I, air you've always been able to tell it's fake no no i know i get no obviously it's i get that but what i'm saying is that with the, the cgi i i know you, what you mean i know yeah. what you mean but for example in shang chi for example um oh. Yes. It's kind of like when green screen was um was it's kind of like when green screen one was was first introduced. Yeah. Was, um, you 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 can kind of see see a, a, the sort of silhouette of the person passing through the green screen, and, right? And you knew it was fake, but yeah. um, but then as it got better, you could see that less and less. Yeah. But They'll... um, uh, but now it's kind of in that same area of yeah. um of. Of 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 the people kind of passing through it because it's so, because their stuff is so well done, um, um, and the computer animation just can't keep up with it. Yeah, 
So in the same way. But like for example, what what I was getting to is like in Shangxi, <laughs> there's there's a bamboo forest that they. I remember to, that. I remember okay? that scene. There's a bamboo forest, and, and, and spoiler alert, people, that they have to get through, and there's a secret path to get through this forest to get to the secret village or whatever. Yeah. But the path is constantly Shouro, moving. Shouro, Shaolo. I don't. What's remember. it called? It. I don't remember. Uh, but the pathway keeps moving, right? Um, mm-hmm. And at one point, they show an aerial view of them driving the car through the pathway as the pathway's moving. And it was a really cool effect. You couldn't have done that mm. if, it, if you didn't have CGI. There was no way to do that yeah. special effect to, to do that. So, whereas before, earlier on, animated would win out for me because they could imagine the, all the special effects much more easily being animated. Now yeah. that we have CGI, I prefer the live action because the CGI makes up for that stuff. Um, because I just I just prefer live action to animated movies anyway. Um, so for me, I would prefer live action. Um, because I, to me, it gives more, for example, it gives more of a emotional hit when you're watching, say, for example, and I'm just using Shang-Chi because that's the most recent one that I've seen, the the great fight scene in the bus, there's much more of, of an action and emotional reaction to that scene because it's pe- really people jumping around and flipping and this kind of stuff as opposed to a computer animated or a drawn person flipping through the air. So it's just cool seeing that. So I like that better, right? So if no. I had if I had to choose, I would choose live action with CGI. Now, see, you know, with um, with the emotional, with the emotional response that you just, that you just brought up, sure. Um, um, I I feel like I should say, hey, um, um, I I can feel a heavy emotional response regardless if it's animated or um or live action. No, I'm hitting the mic. And I and listen and and I get that I I mean look I've been brought to tears with animated movies you know some of the kids animated name movies, one uh, Lion King um, you you were brought to tears by that probably early on um, Toy Story with three or four I think it was four when when you know Andy is gone and all that stuff happens and it's like. There's Woody and Woody and Andy have been together forever. All that stuff, yeah, that was because because we had developed, we had established relationships with those characters over the years with you guys, right? Yeah. So so yeah so I mean sometimes there that happens. So I'm not what I mean by emotional Iron reaction, Giant. Yeah, um, I always tear up with Iron Giant. What I mean by emotional reaction is just the the impact of watching live action people flipping through the air and doing all the stunts. To me, that 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 has more of an impact on the scene than a drawn image doing the same thing. That's what I mean. So, so, so you obviously you'll side with the animated side, and I side with the live side. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's fine. Um, you got anything else you want to add to that one? I will say say that sometimes there's a, there's an, an unbelievable kismet between um between characters. There's um, um of a character and somehow an actor that fits that fits that character yeah. perfectly. A, a very good example of that is is Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Um, mm-hmm. so um so somehow the look, the personality, the um the mannerisms um of both Tony Stark and 
Robert Downey Jr. meshed perfectly for this character. And that's why he was such a powerful presence on the screen every time you, every time you saw him. Just because mm-hmm. you just because it was a hard time to split between them because because they were so much alike. They were each other in a way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and and I and I completely get that with with Robert Downey Jr. Um now sometimes with actors they nail the mannerisms because they're actors. It's not really them. Yeah. It's just they're acting and this kind of stuff. You know? I know. <clears throat> well, for example, Tom Holland as Spider Man. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't do much for me as Spider Man. I, he he is the perfect blend of of cocky, smart, and and the right age look because no, because uh, I'm I'm sorry, Garfield, McGuire, both good Spider Men. But but um but but both of them only really got one side of Spider Man. No, nope, and um I disagree. Um, McGuire got um got the smart side. Couldn't really nail couldn't really nail down on uh, the quippy he um smart smart alky side of Spider Man and uh, and Garfield was the exact opposite. Okay, so so here's here's my take on the whole Spider Man thing, and I, I guess we'll call this a chicken because we're going somewhere else. Spider chicken, spider chicken. Does whatever a spider chicken does. So, spinning here's, webs. Here's oh, here's what I up. see. I see I see Toby. Toby nailed the kind of Peter Parker kind of nerdy Nerd. kind of Peter Peter Parker. That's I didn't what I think said. I didn't think he nailed the Spider Man part at all. Really, um, uh, Tom Holland. I think he nails the young Peter Parker Spider Man teenager kind of character. Right. I think he nails yeah. that pretty well. Um, I, he doesn't nail the cool part. You know, because when he's Spider Man, isn't cool. He's a nerd. Uh, but but Spider Man, when he's Spider Man, is kind of cool. Okay, so he's still a a nerdy little quirky teenager as Spider Man when he's Spider Man, right? I thought yeah. and I thought Andrew Garfield, and I didn't think he nailed the nerd as much as Tobey Maguire did, but he did a pretty good job, and he nailed the cool part of Spider Man. I thought he did. In my opinion, I thought he did, was pretty good. I thought he did the best job of playing both parts. So Andrew Garfield was my favorite um, of the of the three. So anyway, um, he he was a good Spider Man, and um, they um, it's just okay. Andrew Garfield playing the character of Spider Man was good. The movies overall, yeah, was not good. No, nah, well. But, the, the I, actor playing the character was um was good. It was everybody else and the writers they couldn't get it right. I liked I liked the Garfield Spider Man movies better than the McGuire Spider Man movies. Now, I like uh, let me let me let me take that let me let me clarify. I like the first Spider Man movie with Tobey Maguire. I like that one. The my second, my favorite is the second one. The second one and the third one. The second one I didn't like so much. And the third one, um, there's no crying in superhero movies. It was a chick flick. The third one should not. No have offense, happened. but but I mean, it's like the superhero is crying, the villains are crying. I mean, what? We all walked out of that first going, off, wait, wait, what happened? First off, Topher Grace as Eddie just just did not hit right. Yeah, that was a bad casting call. I mean, I like Topher Grace, bad... but I didn't like him in that character at all. Yeah. They they did get a good guy to play Sandman though. I oh, I agree. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought he that, was. That, I liked that, him. Um, that was a good choice. Yeah, I liked him. Let's see. Um. Um. Ran, um. Random segue. Um. In, in Spider-Man Three, who um, who instead would you have chosen uh, to play? Hey, um, Topher Grace's character. Uh, who would you have chosen? Man. G- given that era of actors. That's hard for me because my memory is just so bad. And it's hard. And even though I, I haven't, listen, I haven't watched the Tom Hardy um, Venom movies because I've heard they're really bad. So I haven't watched them. I'll get around to watch them eventually, um, but I haven't watched them yet. They're not bad. They're just, they're, um, they're, um, they're just not as good as good as they could have been, you know. But they, they could have been better. But um, but but uh, but they're good for what they could do. Yeah, you know. But in the knowing, middle of a pandemic. But knowing Tom Hardy, you know, seeing him in other roles and stuff, mm-hmm. and then um, um, seeing him and knowing that he's going to be playing that character, the little, uh, I have a hard time seeing anybody playing that character other than Tom Hardy. You yeah. know, so um, I I don't know who Let's I would have picked in that era to play that role. Um, um, actu- no, recognition actually, is recognition is better he, than recall. So throw out some names and I'll tell you which um, one I like better. Um, what about the guy who um who played who played uh Mary, um in um in uh um oh in Lord in, of the Rings um, yeah um um mm. the. Um, um, the goateed guy. The goateed guy. Where's that Pippin? Neither one of them had goatees. Mary and Pippin didn't no. have goatees. Oh, oh, sorry. Him, him. I was, I, I was thinking, thinking of Boromir. I was thinking of his look, look back, um, back when he was then also on Lost. Okay, well, the same I, actor did, who was I in didn't. Lost. Yeah, I didn't watch Lost. Yeah. But so. you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't um, know that guy. I don't know. I don't know if I could see him in that role or not. Because I, because even though he's probably normal height, I have a hard time seeing him as, as anything but short. I'm sorry. I just, I have a hard time. That's true. I think they're all super short. I don't know why. I guess it's because I saw 12 hours mm. worth of movie of them all really super short. So I still think they're just short. So anyway, I don't know. Ooh, um, ooh. oh, yes, yes. What about, what about Ashton Kutcher? Mm, I don't no. know why, but I can kind of see it. No, too goofy. Too go- He's goofier than Topher Grace. I think Topher Grace can pull off serious more than Ashton Kutcher can. So, hmm. anyway. See. Anyway, you know, let's... What, let's... Uh, what, uh, what, uh, what about the guy who played Frodo? What's his name again? Thanks for asking that question, because now my mind went completely blank. <laughs> oh, come on, honey. He... He, ah, uh, oh, dang it! Why did you do that to me? Why did you do that <laughs> I to me? No, no, I thought I thought you of all people would remember I, his name. I should, right? But I'm I'm 53 and I have a 53 year old brain with ADHD, um, and I'm going, I, I, I can't, I can't, it, it's not coming out okay, of my mouth. Okay, okay, um, um, what, uh, what, what about the guy who plays Legolas? I don't know why, but, but, but for some reason, I can picture a lot of people from Lord of the Rings playing this character. Why? I don't know why. Okay. Because anyway. uh, because at the time time they're uh, they're all a bunch of young men, 
and the only only other male actors I can think of from that era are old as hell and couldn't play a young Eddie Brock. Okay, Elijah Wood. That's it. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I I can picture Elijah Wood playing that character. I think he could probably pull that off. I think he could probably pull that off. Um, Only because, only because I've seen him play some more serious, sinister kind of characters since then. You know? Really? And what? Um, Well, not really sinister, but um, he was in a movie. I forgot what the movie was called. Maybe it was Hooligans? Hmm. No, I don't think that was the name of it. But he was uh, an American dude that went to England um, and got hooked in with, like, hooliganism with, like, soccer fans. Because soccer in, in, in England... Hooliganism? It's, that's what it's called. Uh, they Like, soccer teams over there, they have their own gangs. I'm not saying that the soccer team has an official sanctioned gang, but they have fans, and they have rumbles and will get in huge riot fights after games and stuff. And he got caught up in that. Kind of like hockey. Oh no no no! Hockey hockey fans don't go around in gangs beating each other up. These these guys will go meet each other after a game in an alley and beat each other to a pulp, kind of stuff. Why? I, it's just the culture, man. I don't know. Watch the movie. What so the? so anyway, um, I think we've kind of beat this question dead because we went way off on a Spider-Man chicken. So so anyway. So let's let's do something else. Let's talk about this movie because I actually I really enjoyed this movie, and um, I did very much enjoy this movie. I I have not said this except for one other movie we we've, we've done. I would uh, rewatch this movie. Oh okay. Which which other movie would you rewatch besides this one? Gora. Okay. Well, yeah. It's it's on my <laughs> it's on my list to to rewatch too. So anyway, so how about we jump into that? Let's jump into the next okay. installment of Roll for Credits. I still love that title. I know. Because you came up with it. It just works, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So uh, we're going to talk about the 2007 uh, drama thriller. Was it a thriller? It wasn't really a thriller, just a drama. uh, Crime crime movie. I would say um, drama crime biopic. Well, it was a biopic, although... Although a lot of people it was, based were, on, it was on a true story. A lot of people involved in the movie um, uh-huh. said that it was about one percent true and ninety nine percent made up. It was really? based. It was based on a true story of Frank Lucas. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, the name of the movie is um, the name of the movie is American Gangster from two thousand seven. Stars an unbelievable cast. An unbelievable. Unbelievable. Cast. Um, I mean, we were talking about it earlier today, and you're like, Man, I really like this movie. I'm like, how can you not like this movie with this cast? So, let Angel me... Washington, Idris Elba. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm going I'm to read you I'm gonna read you the list in a minute, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about the... So, basically, the tagline, little one-sentence synopsis of this movie is, an outcast New York City cop. Um, that's uh, Richie Roberts. That's played by um, um, Russell Crowe. Um, is, is charged with bringing down Harlem drug lord Frank Lucas whose real life inspired this partly biographical film. So it's based on the life of a real guy named Frank Lucas, and Richie Roberts was a real guy as well. Um, huh. But it was directed by Ridley Scott, okay, who did, like, Titanic, I think. Was he t- Titanic? <laughs> Alien, yeah, the so. Alien movies. Uh, I, I think he also does the Avatar movie. So this huge director did this movie. All right, 
And here's just some of the cast, okay? Some names that you recognize. There's other people in this movie that you would recognize but probably don't know their names. Okay, so Denzel Washington, Russell Crowe, Chiwetel Ejiofor. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but that's the guy from... Um, Snow Dogs. No, 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 no. That's the guy from uh, Doctor Strange. Um, Mondor, what's the, the African The black guy? Yeah, yeah. What was his name yeah. again? Okay, anyway. I don't him. remember. I mean, I've seen him with other. Uh, I think I've seen him with other stuff too. Josh Brolin. Well, we're 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 in a Brolinescence here because we just watched a Bro <laughs> Josh Brolin movie last week. Um, Ted Levine. We talked about Ted Levine. He was the guy that was in Flubber. He was one of the bad guys for Flubber. You've seen him in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I like yeah. him. Um, Carla Gugino. Um, she was in the movie. Um, oh God. Gerald's Game. I think it's called. Uh, anyway, you've seen her stuff. Cuba Gooding Jr., Armando Sante, Idris Elba, Common, T.I., Norman Reedus from uh, Walking Dead was in it. Did you see he was in there? Yeah. Yeah, it was just yeah, one scene, that. but he was in it. So you had all these names, and some of these people were in it for just like one scene, but you had this huge cast of people that are huge names now. And back in 2007, they may not have been that big. That's why Norman Reedus was only in one scene. But, you know, so... It was still, it was still a good scene. You know the 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 woman that played uh, Frank Lucas's mother, I can't uh -huh. remember her name, um, but she won uh, Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress from this movie. She really? is, yeah, she is. What was her name again? Dadgummit. Um, Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Anyway, so just a huge cast. So here it is. So here's the setting of this movie. It's it starts in '68, around '68. Frank Lucas is basically the bodyguard for this guy named um, Bumpy Bumpy Johnson. And he was kind of like a crime lord in Harlem. Okay. Kind of small time because it was just Harlem because, you know, the Italian mob pretty much had all the rest of New York. Um, so, but he was kind of a gentle figure for Harlem. He would give away turkeys at Thanksgiving to the community and this kind of stuff. But he was a, he was a crime lord. And Frank was his bodyguard, was with him every day. Okay, it was like his right his hand. His driver. He was driver and his bodyguard, his right-hand man. Um, and then Bumpy died, had a heart attack and died. All right? So that left this power vacuum in Harlem. And all these little people, were try little guys were trying to get their carve out their own little thing, you know, to get, kind of become their own little drug, drug lords or whatever. So part of the problem was that the Italian mob had gotten into the drug game, but they were cutting it, and they were adding filler into it, and they were, you know, basically, the cops would would seize drugs, the, the mob would buy the drugs from the corrupt cops, and then cut it and this kind of stuff. So it wasn't great quality. It's kind of weird to say great quality drugs. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it wasn't high quality um, and they charged a lot for high it, purity because they had to they had to pay the cops to get the drugs to sell it on the street. So Frank figured out how to get it f directly from the source, directly from Vietnam, directly from the poppy seeds, poppies, in the poppy fields over in Vietnam, and was able to get it direct. Oh, wait, wait, wait. that's how heroin is made from flowers, from poppies, poppies. Yes, opium. Heroin comes from opium, opium flowers, opium poppies. Yes. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So, so that's the whole story. 
that he kind of rises to power um, in Harlem and becomes this big drug lord in Harlem and even kind of has the Italian mob buying from him kind of stuff. And, and it's it's kind of showing his rise to fame. And then you got this guy, Richie Roberts, who's a cop, who's an honest cop, who's honest to a default, and kind of becomes a pariah because he won't be on the take like some of the bad cops. Um, and because he's so honest, he gets, he gets brought in to be part of a drug um, task force to try to bring this stuff down. And so that's the movie, is him trying to chase down and figure out who is the drug kingpin who's doing all this kind of stuff. And who Frank, who's bringing in blue magic? Yeah, because that's that's what uh, Frank that's what uh, Denzel Washington's character Frank Lucas called the heroin that they brought in because they brought it in pure from Vietnam. He had a cousin that was in the war in Vietnam, and so he he went over to Vietnam, met the direct suppliers, started buying it direct from them, and they were shipping it back on military planes. So the military yeah. was smuggling heroin back to the states for him. Now, obviously, the military didn't know that they were doing that. Just the ones that were getting paid off to do it did it. But still. Yeah. Um, and so it was, he, he got it direct. He was able to sell it cheap and pure. And so it just went like fire, you know, through through Harlem. And he just became super Sold rich. like hotcakes. Became super rich um, and super powerful. And you started so to see- rich. So rich that, 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 that he bought his mama. A mansion for for her, all his brothers and their kids to all stay in. Back down in North Carolina, yeah. So no, 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 wasn't in North Carolina. Um, 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 he he bought it up up in New York. Oh, okay. Because that's, that's that's how his brothers were able to. Right, right. I get you're right. You're right. It, it just in, it looked like an old Southern plantation type house to me. That's why I no. was thinking that. And they were from North Carolina originally. Yeah. So that's the kind of the premise. Um, it's it's the whole cat and mouse game of him trying, of uh, uh, Richie Roberts trying to figure out who was the who was behind the black the blue magic. Um, Frank building his empire, um, fighting off people who were trying to challenge him, dealing with the Italian mob and kind of working with them. Um, oh, and in the middle of all this was the corrupt cops that were in the middle of all of it. You know, who were seizing all, the drugs and all selling just trying it. to get their own piece. All getting their own piece. And so it was kind of the story of Richie Roberts figuring it all out and through good police work, you know, chasing him down or, and, and they went from there. Um, so that's kind of the premise of the movie. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to add. Is there anything you want to add to just kind of the storyline of the movie? Because we tend to just go scene by scene and I don't want to do that, so. I loved the way Denzel Washington was able to play someone who who had, had such integrity, had such experience in um and could one second be there for his mama at church and um and hang out with his brothers and then literally the very next second go out and um and shoot someone in this, um on the sidewalk in cold blood right between the eyes. Yeah. Just just out of principle just just um just literally um in this one scene scene he um he was having breakfast with his brothers at this diner he saw Aegis Elba's character coming up who earlier in the movie had they challenged disre- him mm-hmm. had disrespected yeah had challenged Frank and um and then literally um he's um he he said and um 
I know you got my package. Hitch, where's some where's my 20%? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, in each elbow, it's just kind of like toying with him, him messing with him, joking with him. And and Frank literally. Spoiler alert, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who cares? It, it's This movie has, has literally been out for, for, for over 10 years. It's if 14 years old. By now. Anyway. Hey, I hadn't seen it by now, and it's one of those movies that's always on my list. Hey, I need to see that movie. That looks really good. I've never seen it until now. So anyway, um, 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 Frank Lucas literally he just just pulls out a gun, puts it to his head, and he and Tango, who that's that's Elba's character, saying, "Come on, man, come on, come on, you ain't gonna do it, you ain't gonna do it." Bam, right there in front of a bunch of street vendors, everybody's screaming as this guy has a hole in his head on the ground and then he walks and, back um, to the diner and continues eating exactly just just yeah too... and, and and here's he played that kind of character so well to to, to literally one minute it be um be a good brother and the next minute literally he'd be a cold-blooded killer but, just, but here's the switch was instant and he played it so well but here's the thing um that's kind of common in people in organized crime, not all. Some some are some are just psychopaths. They'll just whatever, right? Yeah. But but you hear, and it may just be a stereotype, but you hear of a lot of people that were really high level mafia mob bosses or whatever, kind of have two sides to them. Super loyal to people, super family oriented, super generous. But when it came to their business, if somebody got in the way of their business, then they were just an object to, to get rid of, right? So they yeah. could have such strong human emotions towards certain people and have zero towards other people because they messed with their business, right? Yeah. And so, you, so, yeah, you're right. Denzel played that very well. Um, and he was, by and large... Now in the movie, we don't. I don't know because a lot, like I said, a lot of it was just dramatization for the movie and not actual true to the true life. But yeah, but the reality is that he did play that that kind of a character very well. That he took care of his family. He loved his mama. He um, she had apparently had a favorite piece of furniture that had been taken away from her. She had to sell or something years ago you know, back in the South when it was just taken from her and she loved it. And he had not seen it since he was five years old. And when he bought and he that had man, rebuilt it. He, he had it rebuilt like an exact replica from memory just for her. I mean, he had such love and such care for certain people. Um, even the people that he, that worked for him, he, he had a lot of care, but then if you turn on him, he would, like there was one scene where his brother messed up and as soon as he got back in the car with his brother beat the crap out of his brother you know there, i mean there was also this one scene you know where where, where he basically took this guy stuffed him in a piano and beat the crap out of him with the piano lid because he shot somebody in frank's house yeah and in and, the leg and, a cop and, and it's and it's because the guy was high on, on coke or whatever and he's like, I can't be having that in my house. He says, you can't be doing that, you know. So he had a heart for people until they messed with his business. And then that, that got turned off, right? Yeah. Now, on the flip side of the coin, you had somebody that, that was equally complex. 
You know, Richie Roberts, yeah. the the guy that played the cop that was going to night yeah. school for law school and passed the bar and technically was a lawyer, was the same way. He had there was an honesty about him, but then there was a scuzz bucket about him, right? Yeah. At the very beginning, there's part where he and his co- and his his partner are tailing this guy who's an accountant or whatever for the mob, and he parks a car in an impound area. They go in there and find one million dollars in the trunk that's unmarked. Nobody would, and it was illegal money, and it was unmarked. So there's no way that anybody could have traced it. They could have just taken it, and he turned it in. His his partner says, "If you turn it in, it's going to make us bad because of all the other bad cops." Said, "If we actually do the right thing, we're going to pump back, become bad guys in the police in the precinct because they would expect us to st- keep it and spread it around to everybody." So he was honest with three million dollars sitting right there, and he turned it in. But at the same time, free or three, free, free. Okay, okay. Um, and but at the same time, in the movie, he was going through a divorce and a custody battle with his wife or a girlfriend or whatever. Because and was he, sleeping with his, and was sleeping with his lawyer. Because he was a serial cheater, and you know this guy, he slept with, he was sleeping with his lawyer. He was sleeping with a stewardess. He was sleeping with some lady that he saw in the park as he was talking to his girlfriend about their son. I mean, he would, yeah. So there was a dichotomy about him as well. Um, so I thought they do- both did a pretty good job of playing kind of complex characters, you know. I, I really the duality like of the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, so everybody else was pretty. They played their characters well. Um, yeah. Did you ever see the movie Harlem Nights? It's one of my favorite movies. Is is that's that the, the one, one with Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy, Red Fox, Richard Pryor. I've. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I don't think I've seen it all the way through. Okay, I, I need... remember a scene about uh, um about someone getting their toe shot off. Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he shot my pinky toe off. Um, <laughs> no. So, and the reason I'm asking that, and I'm trying to look it up um over here uh, on the side when Harlem Nights came out because this movie came out in 2007. Ooh. Yeah, there's a scene. In American Gangster, that is a straight up copy of a scene in Harlem Nights, or vice versa. Okay, let me pull it up. Okay, hold on. Um, so talk talk about yourselves for while I look this up because I can't I can't type and talk at the same time. So I am tired. Okay, that's not good radio, but okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's um, it's just okay. switching to Monday okay. is hard for me so, to do. So here, okay, so and I thought so. Harlem Nights came out in '89. Okay, so this movie came out in 2007, 18 years later. Do you remember the scene uh, from the from the from the nightclub Smalls when he when he meets the woman from Puerto Rico that eventually becomes his wife? Do you yeah. remember that, dude? Yeah. That's a straight up ripoff. From Harlem Nights, straight up, because, okay, I remember that scene in that movie. You know, he's sitting there with with one of his right hand men in in the club. Yeah, she walks in with some other guy, right? He sees her, she sees him, and their eyes lock, and they end up together. And the, you know, just the way the scene panned out is just like when um, Eddie Murphy's in there sitting with Richard Pryor in their club. 
and Dominique LaRue walks in with Tommy Smalls. Tommy Smalls, and the name of this yeah. club is Smalls. You, okay, it was so, probably a reference. There. So Dominic Dominic Larue walked in with Tommy Smalls, and he's and and I just remember I can hear Eddie Murphy's voice going, "Ooh, who's that girl?" I can just hear it. <laughs> Connor, we're doing the podcast. <laughs> Your mom just walked in and said, "Who are you talking to?" I said, uh, <laughs> "Connor, we're doing the podcast." So anyway, um, both our ladies are interrupting us tonight, <laughs> right? So, I was sitting there when I was watching that scene in this movie. I'm like, this is an exact copy of that, just not the comedic version. It's a serious version, but it's the same kind of thing, right? Um, so, uh, in the end, if you want to watch this movie, in the end, I, 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 spoilers, because the movie's been out for 14 years. Um, in the end, they do the good police work, you know, through his, dr- you know, drug, um, yeah, hi, mom, um, through uh, their drug agency or what task force, that's what it was. They they track down Frank, they get him, they raid his place with all of his heroin and all the ladies cutting up the heroin and doing all that kind of stuff. They take all that, and then as he's walking out of church with his mama and his wife, the place is surrounded by cops, and there's Richie Roberts standing right in front of his car. So he gets arrested, and of course now Richie Roberts is an attorney, so oh, he's prosecuting. Quick question. Quick question. Yeah, okay. Okay. Go. I've um um I I've only seen scenes of um of people cutting drugs, and um um and I basically heard or heard the stereotypes and such of people needing to be naked when cutting drugs. For some reason, I always thought it um it. It was about not wanting to to contaminate the drugs or or, or something like that. I don't know. I'm not a drug guy. I don't know. Yes, but, there, um, there was there was some but, of that in this movie. But. but but there's a line in the movie him um of one of Frank's brothers asking why are they all naked and he says so they don't steal from me. And yeah, I'm, and, I, I, I'm, and hearing that that makes a lot more sense than than what I was thinking. Yeah, that I mean you know? that, that makes sense to me too. I I I don't know. I'm not a drug guy, so I, I don't know. I don't know that culture, so I don't know why they do that. But that's what they I said know. in the movie. So, so the, you know, so they get Frank, and then, um, then so, and then you think the movie's pretty much over, but there's still a good 20, 20 minute, 25 minutes left in the movie because um, Richie sits down with Frank and gets Frank to turn evidence and become an informant because. Um, Frank is like, what, you want to take down the mob? He's like, no, I don't want the mob. He's like, oh, you want the cops. He's like, yep, because he's an honest cop. He doesn't like the fact that there's all the all these crooked cops. So they end up putting together the whole thing and identifying all the corrupt police in New York City through all this stuff. Um, and he ends up taking taking down all that. And that's, how, that's kind of how the movie ends, is that they end up working together. Um to take down the corrupt uh, New York Police Department. So, and then, you know, he goes to prison, and then they have all the historical stuff, you know, that they seized. He had $250 million in, in the bank. They seized his assets in, 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 like, 1970s. He had $250 million. That's a lot of money. Um, here was the thing that I, when I read it, I went, oh, my gosh. Okay, the, the New York Police Department, DEA, their drug enforcement agency, that the work that Richie and Frank did led to the convictions 
of three-fourths of the New York Police Department DEA. 75% of them were crooked, and 75% of them got jail time. That's, that's crazy. No wonder the, the mob was getting away with everything, right? Yeah, hey, Steven, it's ridiculous. No wonder so they was getting away with everything because the police ran on it, and they took all that down. Um, the other thing that I thought was funny was, and they didn't do it right in the movie because I read some of the history. He went to jail for a while. Um, yeah, I would like a million dollars, right? Um, no. So he went to jail for a while, and he got out in 81, not 91, but he got busted for a parole violation because he was trying to trade, I, I think, some heroin for some cocaine. I guess he had some heroin left over somewhere. And he was trying to, So he ended up going back to jail for 10 years. Uh. But by that point, Richie Roberts had left the police force and he had gone into private practice as an attorney, as a defense attorney, not a prosecutor. His first client was Frank Lucas. So he was the guy that helped putting him in jail, and then when he came out, he was a defense attorney and became his first client, and he was his, he was his uh, defense attorney. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, fascinating story. Um, both and, and, and here's the thing. Both Richie Roberts and Frank Lucas, they were involved with this movie. They were consultants during this, the filming of this movie. So they were actually on set, and Richie Roberts was quoted as saying, um, it, I just want to arrest Frank all over again because he's having too much fun doing this, you know, because he was getting <laughs> he was getting attention again. So, um, if you've never seen this movie, you owe it to yourself to see this movie. It's long; it's two and a half, almost two and a half hours long. Um, I would say closer to two hours. For for them, even if you cut out all um all all the intro stuff and and then all the and then all the credits. No, 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 no. It was maybe two hours and fifteen minutes with the incredible, but it was it's a long movie. But yes, Stephen, uh, by all means, you've got to watch this. You know, again, like I was saying, it's one of those things where it's been on my list for years because I'll watch just about anything Denzel's in as well, and you know, and Russell Crowe. And so I'd seen the cast before. I'm like, ooh, I got to watch that, and just never got around to it. So sometimes rolling the dice gets us some fun movies to watch. And this was a fantastic one. I mean, it was. I mean, again, look at the cast, and you, you know. And here's the funny thing: Do you remember the 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 nephew, the one that was the pitcher, you know, the the baseball pitcher? Um, that's Ti. Um, you know who Ti is, right? Years later, nope. he's the guy in the gang with um, in Ant Man. With Is with that that that's him. It's that guy. It's that guy. Same guy. Same huh. guy. Yeah. So anyway. Oh <laughs> no. Yeah. Russell Crowe's in this too. Uh, I don't know if it's virtual. I don't never. I don't know if I ever saw Virtuosity. So I'll have to check that one out. But dude, uh, uh, let me go back and read the cast of this movie. Um, Denzel Washington, Russell Crowe. I'm gonna butcher this name. Chiwetel Ejiofor or Ejiofor, whatever. Um, Josh Brolin, Ted Levine, Carlo Gugino, Cuba Gooding Jr., Armand Asante, Idris Elba, Common, T.I., Norman Reedus. And that's just that's just the names that we cast. all recognize. That's just names that we would recognize. 
Oh, dude, you cannot. Yeah, it is a stacked cast. You can't not love this movie with a cast like that. I mean, I agree. Now, like Norman... granted, granted, in the past we've seen movies that have a good cast that have been total crap. Mm. Name one with a cast like that that was bad. I'm not good on the spot now, like that. You know now, you can't do that for me. We've seen movies with big names in it that were bad. Sure. That's what I meant. But I don't, I don't think we've seen a movie like that with that kind of a cast that's bad. You know? I don't think... I, don't, I think that's almost impossible. You know? So, um, so yeah. Definitely go watch it. It's, it's on Netflix. It's easy to see. Um, and did you, did you watch the end credits? Did you know that there's an end credit scene? Connor? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. But then what is it? I well, I'm not gonna tell you. Go watch it. No, no, that just tell me. Oh, it's just the 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 screens. No, cause cause I'm gonna let Stephen watch it. So you just, no, I'll tell you offline later. But okay, I'm not gonna read that. But anyway, so it, yeah, it's a really good movie. Um, there was a lot of people that didn't hmm. like the way they portrayed everybody. Um, there were some uh, DEA agents that sued the movie company because they said it made them all look bad. Um, and, you know, and there were some other people that, that had a lot of bad things to say about the movie because of that. Not that the movie was bad. They just said it looked, made them look bad and they didn't like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. And so it was definitely a dramatization of the kernel of a true story. But the fact of the matter is Frank Lucas really did go to Vietnam and did set up, you know, a direct line to his opium and his heroin. And, you know, and, from Vietnam. Um, and, and, and in the end, thanks to his involvement, 75% of, of the New York police officers of were, the DEA um, were um, of the DEA were put away. And, yeah. Yeah. and that's nothing, that's nothing to, to, to snort at, you know, <laughs> the nice, nice play on words, <laughs> nothing to snort at. There you go. There you go. Although they're more shooting it up here than snorting it up. Anyway, so here's another fun fact. I get to do this a little fun fact. In the movie, when Frank goes to Vietnam, and he's talking to that that old Vietnamese, you know, general or whatever, and there's yeah. all those people that are actually harvesting the opium and making all this stuff. Yeah. Um, Ridley Scott, they hired a lot of extras to do that to do those scenes, right? Yeah. A lot of the people that they hired as extras to do that scene were actually the people that were doing it back in the 60s and 70s with Frank Lucas. The older ones were the in the movie were the young folks back in the day. So they actually hired some of the people that are actually doing that stuff for Frank Lucas back in the day in the movie. Okay, okay then. And um, something else I thought was kind of interesting, Ridley, uh, Ridley Scott said that they had... They filmed 360 different scenes in 180 different locations for this movie. Huh. That's that's crazy. That is crazy. That's crazy to do that many scenes, and you know. So anyway, and Brad Pitt almost played uh, Russell Crowe's character. Uh. And, uh, yeah, he. Yeah, see, I don't see that either. Um, uh, Ray Liotta was uh, in line to play that character at one point. I think. No, too. no, no. He's no. he's too he's too mafia looking. That's to me. That's that. That's like saying, "Hang hey, you know, Paul. Um, Paul Rudd was almost Captain America." Yeah, that's just wrong. Exactly. So. Or um, or 
or uh, or a Chris Hemsworth as no no sorry, or or Chris Evans as as Thor. It just it doesn't it fit. Or Chris Evans as the Human Torch. Wait, never never mind. <laughs> I anyway. still feel like um now 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 that the freaking multiverse of madness crap is, is happening, there will be a universe with the original well Fantastic Four team, and Chris Evans is gonna come back as that character. Wow, I still wholeheartedly believe that. Maybe, maybe you never know. So, um, have you got anything else you want to say about this movie? It was awesome. I I love the story. I love the actors. Um. Beginning is kind of slow, but it is a definite payoff because it because it picks up really well, and and if you are just glued to your seat and on the edge of your seat, it's a good movie. I would definitely rewatch yeah. this movie, and that's I, the highest standing I can give to a movie right. because I never rewatch movies. I, I rewatch TV shows, yeah, never movies. Um, and I would agree with you. It it does kind of take a while to get going at the beginning it takes a good i mean you're you're 30 but, minutes in the movie before things even really start getting going but, but but when it gets going yeah it gets good well and look if i got 30 minutes of slow action and uh, of denzel washington i'm fine with that because it's denzel washington oh, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. so anyway mm-hmm. all right well it's getting late i probably need to help mom with some stuff in the house so i'm and gonna I, go do that. I need to go to bed yeah because you got work um i don't dang it yet so anyway, oh, let's let's roll for the next movie. How about it? Okay. All right, so, you roll. All right, so we're gonna roll. We gotta roll for the service, the genre, and the movie. So, all right, man. So let's see. So we got a nine, which would be Hulu, mm-hmm. right? And then a ten, which would be Thriller. Okay. Oh gosh. And then I rolled a 56 on the big golf-sized dice over here, okay? so Thriller and horror are different, right? Thriller and horror are different. So okay. we're going we're gonna to look at the 56th thriller movie on Hulu, and that's what we're watching next time. So y'all hang tight. I'm going to pull it up over here, and we're going to go from there. So I'll be right back, guys. So this is, I've never heard of this one before. I've heard of the two names in the movie, but I've never heard of this movie before. It's a movie from 1981 called Cutter's Way. Yeah. stars Jeff Bridges, who we all know. also stars John Hurd. Now, you might not recognize the name, but you recognize the face because he's the dad in Home Alone. And he's been in other things too, but that's the name, that's the face. You'll recognize it from there. So it stars Jeff Bridges and John Hurd. And it says, let's see, it says, Richard spots a man dumping a body and decides to expose the man he thinks is the culprit with his friend Alex Cutter. So, so apparently one of them, I think John Hurd plays like a, a Vietnam vet. I think uh, Jeff Bridges' character is some kind of like playboy or whatever, but they're friends. And then Jeff Bridges' character looks like he gets falsely accused of some kind of murder. And so, I don't know. It's it's a thriller, and it's got Jeff Bridges and huh. John Hurd, and it's from 1981, and it's one of them is wearing an eye patch. 
it looks like, oh. and is a former Vietnam vet in the movie. Okay. So there you go. I've never, ever, good. ever heard of this movie. So, but I like watching Jeff Bridges in most things. So yeah. we'll check it out and see what it is. And we'll be back next Monday to do the same thing. Um, yep. And hopefully I'll have a job by then. Yeah, hopefully. And we'll see. Uh, I should. I should. Um, it's just this waiting is killing me. So anyway, so y'all have a good night. I don't have anything else to say. I need something, some more coffee or something. Um, and, and I need sleep. And you need sleep. And I'm going to go watch a little bit of football. Watch my, my Seahawks probably lose. Um, so. so anyway, thanks for everybody that came in and stopped by and hung out and chatted with us for a few minutes. It's always good to have people to talk to instead of me just looking at that guy and talking to him, um, even though he's my kid. Oh, so. thank you. I feel love. I love him, too, because he's my kid. So anyway, so y'all have a good night. Hope y'all have a great week. We'll see y'all next week um, on the Gene Pool Variety Hour. And always remember, folks, stay nerdy, my friends. I didn't even tell people about the show or where they can find us or rate us. So if you want to give us a rating, know by now. go to iTunes or Stitcher or all those places and Literally give us a rating or you say how much you love us. Connor's going to dance us out as he always does. And the chicken too. So anyway, y'all have a good night. We'll see y'all next time. Good night, everyone. Well, that was kind of anticlimactic. You're still here? It's over. Go home.